Police Constable Gabriel Siegel. Born and schooled in London, graduated Redlands University 2014 with first in politics. Attended Boston College in legal training. Displayed great aptitude in field exercises, notably podcasting and riot control. Received the Baton of Honor. Graduated with distinction into the Metropolitan Police Service. Became heavily involved in a number of extra-vocational activities, including podcasting. In the last 12 months, he has received nine special accommodations. Achieved the highest podcasting chart record for any podcaster in the Met. And sustained three injuries in the line of duty. (laughs) Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's stay with Welcome to Facing Off, a podcast where we share our opinions about two action comedies we find to be similar by comparing, contrasting, and rating them. I'm Police Constable Gabe, and this is my fucking knock of a co-host, uh, Nick. What's up, Nick? Sorry, did you say knock? Yeah, fucking knock, dude. Sorry, you're saying knock? Knock. Am I not getting through to him? Just knock. 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 Hey, uh, Nick, we got hey. a special guest for this episode. I'm we very do. excited about this one. Clayton Susick. Yeah. Thank Clay. You. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you can put that yes. a little closer to you. Uh, I'm scared. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not fine. my weird voice. It's for sure this yeah, it's your strange microphone I'm having to hold from a it looks like a it looks like a little it looks like a little person uncomfortable no uh no this is great I feel so comfortable right now what's up man we're glad to have you on the show um tell us a little bit about yourself man um so I'm a good friend of uh Nick I just met Gabe (laughs) Uh, he's yeah strange guy talks a lot yeah uh but uh uh, there you go, cracking, cracking brewski right there. The <laughs> oh, I got you guys. <laughs> Not hard kombucha as we normally are yeah. wont to do. Um, but no, uh, known Gabe for a good uh, long time. He's one of my good buds. Uh, Nick is also a friend of mine. I could say now. Yeah. Um, I've gotten used to his voice almost more than I have in person on this podcast. It's so. the second time He's in the almost, last week it's almost said that celebrity esque at this point. <gasps> Uh, yeah, Clay's one of our biggest friends. Yeah, I've listened to everyone. I'm excited to be here. I'm Did you just call him great. one of your biggest friends? Fans. I, but I think I said <laughs> friends by accident. It's super mean, man. No, he's no. like up there. He's like top three, yeah. maybe. He's not even sometimes. that big of a person. Yeah, he's he's a pretty like big a normal sized person. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdo. You know. Clay's also, as I said with Jimmy, Clay is like the person I would go and see movies with the most back home. Sometimes it was bad because me and him would be the only two people like in the theater or just the two of us would go and we'd like say, for instance, go and see Monsters University and it's like all kids and parents (laughs) and Clay and I just dying of laughter yeah. in the seat. That's so awesome. the one part where all the parents laugh, that's when we laugh. Oh, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and, then when, and when the kids laugh, that's when Gabe laughs. Oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> it, I got a childlike sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was actually a time in when we saw Moonrise Kingdom that we thought we were both going to have to leave the theater. We were laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you on. Yeah. Uh, do you have any shout outs, Nick? 
I uh, I know you 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 prepped me this time. Yeah. But um, I prepped you last time too. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure, you did. Uh, I actually don't have any shout outs this time. Okay. Yeah. Brian Roundtree sent us an email um, about oh, that's doing like an out. Oscar uh, show. We'll, we'll consider it, Brian. Um, that's, a, yes. that's a good idea. We'll definitely consider that. And down Brian, the line. I know that it's Likert, not yeah. Likert. I said Likert so that people understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he said it, Brian. Exactly. That's what he told me, too. Clay, do you have any shout outs? You want to shout out Shannon? Um, is she going to listen? Yeah. Shannon. For making me hate Melissa McCarthy. Oh my god! So much before I even got yeah, to know mom, her. Yeah, mom, you're you're there. Also, Mike Arnstein because oh yeah, I would for sure, be doing Bugs Life versus Dance. <laughs> I mentioned that in the if last it wasn't one. So much of a passion of Mike. He just like blurted it out in the group of us. I thought it was cute, but everyone was like ripping oh, it on was him. For sure, cute. But it was also hysterical. Still rip worthy. Yeah. Uh, that's great. All right. Well, we are going to spoil these movies. If you haven't seen them, we're doing Hot Fuzz versus The Heat. If you could spoil it, I don't know what happened. Nick, I, why don't you tell us what happened in the heat? Okay, the okay, fuzz. okay. So uh, thank you everyone for joining us this evening. We are talking about Hot Fuzz and the Heat. They are two uh, buddy cop movies, and this is uh, how they go. Hot Fuzz is the story of Nicholas Angel, London's finest policeman officer. In fact, he is so fine that his superiors essentially just banish him to the countryside uh, so they don't make him look bad. Uh, so he doesn't make them look bad. Um, he's sent to a sleepy town called Sanford. And in Sanford, uh, the newly appointed Lieutenant Angel is depressed at the apparent lack of police oversight in the town. He quickly begins to clean the place up while teaching the chief of police's flubby son, Danny, how to be a big cop in a small town. Uh, Danny, uh, Angel's partner, in turn teaches Lieutenant Angel how to let loose, drink beer at the pub, and enjoy... Classic cop flicks like <laughs> Bad Boys 2 and Point Break, starring Keanu Reeves. Great After film. a string of seemingly linked murders, Lieutenant Angel arrests Timothy Dalton's character, uh, the local grocer. Dalton reveals a solid alibi, though. Angel, bummed that he was wrong, sinks into a brief depression and almost, almost loses Danny's friendship. However, while at the pl- pub, the plub? I keep saying plub. The plub. I'm just going to call it the plub from now on. Boom, boom. So So while he's uh, he's at the pub, Lieutenant Angel uh, accidentally stumbles upon an epiphany. There's more than one murderer. Little do he and Danny know that the multiple murderers are actually NWA. Uh, the neighborhood Fuck watch the alliance. <laughs> A group of old oh, residents funny. that... Uh, I know, right? I thought yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, the, these old residents called the Neighborhood Watch Alliance um, also turns out includes the chief of police. It turns out that Danny's dad has been suppressing crime for years by offing people and stuffing them into a ditch or something. Uh, Angel and Danny take down the NWA, the former chief, chief, and Timothy Dalton with the help of their fellow officers, a large cache of illegal weapons, and uh, World War I era uh, sea mine. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yarp. 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 Uh, the Heat. Yarp. <laughs> the Heat God. is a movie about <laughs> yeah. Sarah Ashburn, played by Julia Roberts, 
I mean uh, by Sandra Bullock. Um, Boom. She's a hotshot FBI agent whose superiors in New York basically banish her to Boston, where she must work alongside an extremely unprofessional Melissa McCarthy playing, uh, a, I think she's a detective maybe, or just a... Yeah, she has to be because yeah. she dresses she's under, dressed like a homeless... She's, a, she's, she's dressed in... Copper. She's an undercover <laughs> cop. Yeah. Um, so she's extremely unprofessional. Her name is Shannon Mullins. Ashburn and Mullins are tasked with uncovering the identity of an elusive drug lord known only as Mr. Larkin. Ashburn is uptight. Mullins is not. Um, they teach each other things. Actually, basically just Mullins teaches Ashburn how to swear, wear more revealing clothes, and drink liquor a lot. So, uh, they eventually discover... liquor. They... (laughs) Nice. They eventually discover that uh, Larkin is actually the DEA agent on the case, and they take him down with the help of an illegal cache of guns and a cheese sandwich that's definitely gone bad. Mm. Narp? Oh, good, good, uh, good way to um, bridge those two movies with the illegal cache of guns. Yep. Yeah, I mean... They're about an uptight cop, a not uptight cop, and an illegal cache of guns. We sat for a long time. This is, uh, Clay, this is one of your favorite movies, right? So, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, he oh, is sorry, one of your yeah, favorite yeah, movies, yeah, right, no, man? I just got to be clear on that. Yeah. Um, That'd be pretty Honestly, Edgar Wright, um, just as a director and as a filmmaker, uh, I love the way he makes you know action comedies and the way he does it through kind of you know, through action and showing rather than telling. And I think that this is a kind of a good example between two movies that really, you know, exemplify that. And right. Where there's a lot of exposition through dialogue or, you know, character reveal through dialogue rather than hot fuzz where a lot of that is through action. So a lot of, you know, really mundane things are part of the script is still entertaining to watch even though it is not like the most entertaining aspect of the plot right so but well said right well we could save that a little bit i guess um yeah i mean that's why we're doing this movie because clay really really enjoys it and we were talking about how we hadn't done an action comedy yet really mm-hmm. um and we were trying to think of like the best action comedy that was similar and i think these are the most similar of ones that we could have done yeah um, we were thinking about doing the hitman's bodyguard but we've got like, a yarp and a narp yeah. yep yarp and a narp yeah uh, also both of these movies have uh something that has to do with being hot in the title oh yeah oh. yeah so there you go actually Boom. didn't that's put why. that together until now look at that yeah so hey. let's uh <laughs> hey. hey look, look at, at us Look at that. Look at that. Um, hey, boys, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to yeah. we're gonna rate these movies uh, based off of our five categories. Um, we're going to rate on a scale of one to seven, one being lowest, seven being highest, and four being average or neutral or in between. Um, All right. Our categories today are going to be um, some of our comedy categories. We're going to do spectac, hilarity, <laughs> actoring. Eye candy this time, originality, and quotability slash rewatchability. Let us start. Let's step into the plub with bottle full of blub. Let's start. Nailed it. Spectac hilarity, hot fuzz. Nick, you start this. Ooh, time. okay. So my spectacularity for hot fuzz is. Oh wait, what's to say? What spectac hilarity is right. Yes, um, spectacularity is the uh, a rating of the level of engagement that you had in the movie 
we made it a pun because also it's a very mathematical formula. It's laughs per minute. Yeah. Yeah, how well-balanced the comedy is exactly. and how, uh, how into the movie you are. It's funny because for, for Hot Fuzz, the spectacularity depends on, like, uh, a little bit like uh, Clay was saying, depends on how much you're paying attention yeah. uh, to the movie. So if you look away, you're going to miss something funny. There's a lot of visually funny things in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gave it a controversial five. Mm. I think it probably is that controversial? I don't know is it not, not I thought maybe it would you guys would rate it higher but I gave it a five because it's not like I don't know if it's British humor I don't know what British humor really is do you guys know uh, like what does that mean it's different than American yeah, yeah. in what way I mean though? you can tell it's like it's more like cheeky <laughs> what does that cheeky mean though well, I know that British actors can impersonate Americans so maybe that has to do with it they, is it dry a little bit like more sarcastic I think is it drier more subtle I, think, I feel like it's a little drier yeah I feel like it's a little more straightforward because yeah. what Hot yeah. Fuzz is and I've this is the second time I've seen this movie and I loved it the first time I saw it I loved it this time um, but you're not like rolling on the floor laughing the whole movie. Right. You're, you're like, you're chuckling and it's, uh, this movie is engaging because it has like, uh, like the end of it's like a cluster of different twists and like weird mm-hmm. things you didn't know would really end up where they are. Right. Um, so I gave it a five. I think it's, it was very engaged the whole time and, uh, was mostly chuckling the whole time. Yeah. What, what about, about you, Clay? Um, so I think Gabe already talked about my love for this movie. Yeah. Um, I gave it a solid seven. Yeah, um, fair enough. I think that I kind of wrote in my notes that I think that I would have it a little bit higher because I've seen it so many times. And I think that this movie has so many callback and like payoff jokes yeah. That even when I just rewatched it again, and I, it's probably the tenth time I've seen it, right. there's still certain jokes that I didn't realize were being made, especially particularly in the end of the film. Yeah. Like that final battle scene where they're kind of fighting in the town. Literally every joke that is made for the first hour and a half of the film is it's once like again referenced in. Right. in that final. Yeah. In like kind of its own unique way. And there's something about it that's like while I kind of agree with Nick in that it's it's not so much like deep belly laughs that you would see in like something else that I would probably rate a seven. I know Nick, you're high on is like Pineapple Express, right. something that's like kind of deep belly laughs. Yeah. It is like a consistent like chuckle or at least like I'm kind of remarking about like the cleverness of how they are presenting those jokes and how they are like brought up in the film. And I laugh at certain jokes obviously every time I hear them but even more so it's like I am rediscovering new films yeah and I know and I I think that I've noticed when listening to other your guys other podcasts it's hard not to step on the toes of other topics or you know whatever you know spectacularity versus rewatchability um so I won't go too far into that but um I will just say that there's a, there's a lot of rediscovery and a lot of kind of whether it's your fan of Edgar Wright, like whether it's like the, you know, the running over the fences kind of joke that he uses in three of his films. Yeah. Or what do they think of like the trilogy with at world's end and this and Shaun of the dead. Um, so I just, I, I honestly, I'm laughing the whole time and I can, you know, consistently throughout the whole 
Yeah, yeah. I think you've kind of convinced me because I was has I was like fluctuating between a five or a six. Um, I think I'm going to go with a six because I think, especially after watching that uh, YouTube video that Nick, you will watch. I will make you watch it. Um, called Every Frame a Painting. Um, it's a YouTube channel. He breaks down why Edgar Wright is so good at visual mm-hmm. comedy. Um, I think the more I watch this movie, the more I'm engaged in terms of looking for the visual cues that he's going to bring up and looking at what's going to like make me laugh and try to figure that out. Um, I mean, I also really like that it's kind of like a as a comedy, it's kind of like a funny subversion of the genre to have the lead actor as the straight character and thrust into a world where everyone else is like wacky and weird. I mean, I don't what think do that's you mean? Like, that's the plot of the heat, dude. Yeah. Well, I think this is, this is more well. of like a, <laughs> this is, this is more of like a fish out of water kind of thing. Right. And I mean, the heat is she's in her, still her similar environment. Okay. Where she's still well, it's like, solving, you know, like some kind of crime. Right. This is where he's in a completely different environment, whether it's a, everyone is or, weird. So, in so this on one. the record, yeah. you're, you're saying New York and Boston are the same. Yes. Pretty much. I mean, they're <laughs> no. both big cities. I mean, New York's way better than Boston. Anyone that goes to school in Boston's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what up? <laughs> but, uh, but that's what I'm saying. So it brings yeah. in the fish you're, out of the water. And I think that there are also like more, there are more characters. It, like everyone in Hot Fuzz is bizarre in the town. Whereas right. in the heat, like there's still a lot of normal people. She's just surrounded right. like immediately right. close to those other ones. Um, I also just love the camera movements and like the kind of like funny montages that happen mm. that keep you engaged the whole time. I thought the music is really great. Edgar Wright is great at picking music. Um, and just, um, he's good at picking music and just like making like kind of like a fun score that doesn't seem like every other action comedy or like comedy score. Right. Um, I like when he inserts part of the plot or the characters into like little lines, like, when the old lady that runs the hotel is doing the crossword puzzle, like, and she's like fascist, yeah. <laughs> he's like, and that comes yeah, back, like, the final and then it comes scene. out. Yeah, they call exactly. each other that. Yeah. Um, the and he, running... no, he corrects her and he goes, it's "Fascism." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the, there's running jokes throughout the movie. Like I love the running joke with the 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 inexplicable like cop, the cop that no one understands, like oh, or yeah. only the people in the forest understands. Where he's like, and you see me? I thought I'm permit for this one. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean this one? Yeah. yeah. And then they like bring him to go talk to Filch from Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he has to, they have to like have a three-way interpretation yeah. to get it to work. So yeah. funny. Um, I think I got. Uh, I just think the the editing techniques like kind of make this more entertaining than the average yeah. comedy, and that's what really works. I will say that unfortunately, like three quarters of the way into the movie, it kind of hits a lull, and it is long. Like it's, it's long, and, it's and it has like I said, hours. it has this weird like the ending is is good. I like it, but it's like a cluster of different events. I'd say if there's one like, thing that brings it down for me, I still can never wrap my head around his decision with the the sea mine exploding at the end. Oh yeah, like I think it yeah, kind of Kind of like dumb. the way like people like survive and they fake like they're dead and then then they yeah, appear out of screen right. what, whatever that but his intention was but it, it seems so out of place and it, so yeah under, because right I'm before glad you that, said that because I thought about like thing. two to three minutes before that it seems like it just hits the perfect ending mm-hmm. yeah and it's like it might be a little bit more corny but it just it feels like it ends right there well right and, and then, then that, they bring like, in that like other guy in paperwork which is another thing I'll talk I like about that later yeah but like. That like that just seems like it hits such a great 
ending right yeah. there. And then that whole C-mine thing goes off. Yeah, it's and I'm like... just, I can never understand. I tried literally looking up on the internet what his decision-making process was about that. Yeah, but I don't like, know. I mean, I guess he just wanted an explosion because it was an yeah. action movie. But like, then, but that then would be it. that's what I got to say. Like the last thing the I'll say about like engagement yeah. and, um, is that this, outside of just a comedy, is a thriller kind of mystery movie disguised as a um gabe's looking at me funny because i leaned back i just had to burp i didn't want to burp on the mic and now i'm just talking about it so it's fine it's fine (laughs) you totally distracted me (laughs) it's fine i'm confused just burp into the mic so we all get the final closure we want it yeah Yeah. (laughs) wait sorry um, what what were you saying so it's it really is like a thriller mystery movie and without comedy without characters or actors that we are familiar with that we know to be a kind of assigned to comedic roles like primarily this would be still an interesting kind of like thriller mystery movie yeah and i I think that's like why and we'll talk about the heat pretty soon here yeah where it's like we didn't really know what the fuck was going on yeah that's that's a good segue into this so um clay gave it a seven i gave uh hot fuzz a seven for spectacularity no he gave Um, it a five i gave a seven you gave a six you gave it a seven yeah you gave it a seven you gave five six five yeah yeah Wow. So that's what I was saying. Okay. Right. No, no, no. I was pretty. I was pretty close to. I was pretty close to a five. Um, let's talk about the heat then. Let's do spectac hilarity. Clay, since you were talking about that, why don't you uh, um, mention what you okay. gave it and why? Uh, let me. Yeah. Let me. So, um, I think I'll start with just the opening scene. I think we were kind of talking about this watching it. Oh, um, hiring. Uh, kind of like a crew outside of your own crew to just go to a city and film b-roll yeah to like do transitioning and like all just kind of stuff like that that could probably also go within um eye candy, uh, eye candy but just something simple like that it just it, kind of takes you out it's kind yeah. of like a pet peeve for me maybe more than other people but right. it's just kind of one of those things where it's just like useless footage where i'm just like nothing's yeah. being gained it's like okay i've seen about a thousand helicopter shots of Boston, New York yeah, City or, or New Boston. York, yeah. um, it, so just, that, it just throws you out of um, it. Yeah. Also, I think we talk about engagement. Like, there's a lot of rambling in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that Gabe said he might have downloaded the uh, extra <laughs> unrated, unrated version. version. Yeah. So we're getting a extra special unrated version of Melissa McCarthy, which no one should ever... No. have to listen to because it's, it is just it's like fucking and fuck un- fuck and yeah. i'm gonna fucking do this and fuck that and it's yeah and if you so, just but if you say enough things eventually you stumble so on something there is, funny and that's what yep, i'm gonna say there is point. some there is definitely some laughs to be had and i think i talked about this in the very beginning i had some predisposed hatred for melissa mccarthy i don't know why because i've enjoyed her in a good amount of the mm-hmm. things that i've seen yeah. her and but for some reason that I cannot be said. I cannot say the same thing for Sandra. She's Bullock. given a pretty. Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't no. like yeah, we'll Bullock. discuss no, that no. a little bit in acting. In acting, yeah. but either way, so yeah, I agree. Um, a lot of tropes and stereotypes. Yeah. kind of take oh, me off. So many. The thing about Hot Fuzz is that it kind of plays as it like a, a parody. parody. Yeah. Um, here it kind of yeah. does it without really feel like it even knows that it's doing it. Yeah. When it should, because it's kind of obvious, but. I don't, they don't play it for laughs. They play right. it more for storytelling, which just makes it very kind of uninteresting yeah. and falling flat. Um, it doesn't work. What's your rating for it? My spectacularity is a two. It's a two? So okay. it's, yeah, it's kind of like, 
it's definitely below average. It's it's right. Right. It's nothing to make me, you know, make me talk about it afterwards. No, yeah. mine yeah. mine was also a two, and yeah. it's largely not a one because the reveal that Taron Killam was actually the bad guy the whole time. Yeah, was, legit threw us off. Legitimately surprising. Um, and also there there were a few times where we all we all just watched this movie together, and there were a few times where we all like we're like, ah, that was pretty yes. good actually. Yeah. Enough, and they were spaced out enough that it didn't completely throw you off. But it's definitely not a movie that's like funny the whole way through yeah. or particularly entertaining or engaging to watch. I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say about it. Yeah. I gave it a two as well. Um, I almost gave it a one, uh, but I do think that you're right that there are some like laugh out loud moments that we, uh, we all laughed at and it is a little bit engaging kind of more because we were trying to figure out what the hell the story was about. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen. Do you have a, do you have a favorite scene? Well, do you guys I have like a I scene in the oh, heat did, that was actually funny. Mine's Tony Hale. Oh, Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he's trying to buy the prostitute. That was kind of funny. And she was like, oh, what are you just giving her confidence? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm just cheering her up. I'm just cheering you up. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you cheer this guy up? This little homeless guy over here. Yeah. He's going to like piss and shit in your car. He just must have pissed and shit in his pants. Yeah. Why don't you cheer him up? And okay, I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. the, uh, it comes to a very I like the woman. I like the woman. I like the scene yeah. where the old lady does this slow uh, drive by where she flips off. Yeah, so that's what I wrote thing. down. I put like oh, the, the first moment we laughed. Oh, that's we my all, mom. I was taking notes when that. The scene first happened, moment we all laughed out loud is when the mom like flipped them off because it, it was pretty funny. She goes, "Oh, that's my mom," and like <laughs> that was good. Um, I think like one issue I have with Paul Fig, the director, who we we've done a pre episode on uh, a simple favor and he did that he does a lot yeah. of melissa mccarthy movies um one problem is he kind of extends and i don't necessarily think this was just the unrated version he always extends scenes too long yeah he allows people so to overstay awkward. their welcome right yeah and it yeah, becomes awkward much. it's like anytime it's like when you're laughing it's it's like when you're laughing really hard at a scene, but you kind of want to stop laughing at some point, and but the scene keeps going. Mm. You're, you're going to naturally stop laughing. It's like a pity, pity yeah, laugh. so it's uncomfortable right. at that point. Um, I'm really, I was really distracted about not knowing where the story was going to go. Aside from no that, no idea. Um, it's not the least interesting comedy. Like it was at least like kind of pleasant. I I kind of like buddy cop movies. Um, I just don't know if I would have. I don't know if I would have watched the full thing alone. Like watching with you guys, I was I had to watch the whole thing. But generally, with a movie like this, I'll turn it off after twenty minutes. Right. Um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely like a twenty minutes, and then and it's two hours got, long. Then you got to make a so it's too long for what it is. Yeah. So yeah, you got to make a decision if you try and watch the heat, yeah. and it's do I want this really? No. Yeah. The answer right, should I be do. no. So that's a two from all of us. It should Let's be move narp. On. Your answer should be narp. <laughs> yeah, narp. Uh, let's move on to actoring with, uh, the heat. Clay, do you want to get this started? Actoring uh, is where we talk about like the characters and, uh, the performances and whether the director and writer allowed the actors to work at the best. Um, in their abilities. yeah. So I actually, I gave this a three because Whoa. I think that while it's, it's not prize. great, there are some like funny performances and Melissa McCarthy, I think does, kind of carry it obviously i think we we like you said it in your synopsis like sandra bullock character does not offer much or anything i think both is she even supposed to be funny i think a lot of this is like and you see in the beginning where it's like men not giving weight to these 
like the women's like right. their their right. thoughts, ideas, decisions, blah blah blah. Right. I mean, they kick and Sandra so, the Bullock out is, just because she doesn't get along. The thing with is, them. how yeah. are you gonna like strengthen that when you have these characters who are so fucking despisable? Yeah. Like literally, like when Melissa McCarthy comes into the police station, she's like, fuck you, fuck that, like, fuck all these yeah, guys. Yeah, pushing them like, out well, of the way. you got little tiny balls? Like, oh, you think you're a big shot? Like, fuck mm-hmm. you. And it's like, okay, well, why do we like <laughs> yeah. you? And then yeah. Sandra Bullock comes in and is like, oh, these guys know nothing. Oh, yeah, well, you think you're really good at being a cop? Well, yeah, yeah she's what? just so smug. This. Like, this is, and it's like, okay, well, no wonder no one likes you. Like, I understand that women are more yeah, often than good... not are not given right. a fair chance in the workplace, but... Yeah. When you, if this was, if this was a guy, I would still fucking hate the shit out of you because you're not a fun person to be around. Yeah, that's something that we've talked about so many times on this podcast that I didn't notice until I started talking about movies like this. Is that there's so many times where you have these characters and it's like, dude, I just, I don't like you. Can't see a reason to like this. They're despicable. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there is. I mean, if. What is it, Demian Bashir? Was that? Yeah, Demian Bashir. If he would have narrated the whole film with his sexy accent, yeah. that probably would have worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Like that would have been a lot <laughs> yeah. better film. Yeah, like, I he, agree. he he has a great voice. He almost voice. sounds like a Tony Banderas. Biff from I acquiesce. Uh, I, I acquiesce. <laughs> yeah, wow. Biff. Okay, yeah, Biff that was from uh, <laughs> Back to the Future. What's yeah, that guy's name? Uh, Thomas. Biff something? nails it. Biff. Um, Biff is good. Caitlin Olsen, Biff is good. I think we talked about this. Oh is, my god, she is always sunny. Her always sunny character who thinks she's an actor, and that character got this part and she's tried like to have a Russian, Russian or Bulgarian. She's Bulgarian. Or Bulgarian. Bulgarian. Yeah, yes. yeah. Caitlin um, Olsen's a huge negative. Biff is a huge positive. Marlon Wayne's why is he? But like, like Biff is almost a waste it's... of a character. Like he's angry well, he's in that barely one in scene. it. Yeah. yeah, he's barely in it. And he's but like a couple when he good says lines. that when he says the line where he's like, "I have a eight year old son who calls me grandpa." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "How old <laughs> yeah, do you think I am? Yeah. How old do you think I am?" She's like, "Well, like like fifty eight. He's like, "I'm forty three. <laughs> this is what this job has done to me. I have yeah. an eight year old son that calls me yeah, grandpa." Yeah, that was good. That so was there good. there are some things that that work in this movie and like some jokes, but I think my main point in acting is that. They rely on the already pre-existing celebrity of the actors within the film. Right. So where it's like you put different actors who are not as successful in this movie and it just falls flat. Right. Right. So yeah, exactly. It's so the characters are not well written. There are some actors who pull it out from, you know, six feet under or whatever. And yeah, it's, I think so too. Most what? of them dig more feet into that. Six what did feet. you give it, Clay? Oh, I gave it a sorry, a three. Yeah, he said three. That's right. I gave it a two. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't I have too much to add besides the fact that I think it's so weird that if you like read about this movie on IMDb that that Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy really wanted to make a movie together, I assume because they're friends or something, um, and then this was the one that they did, and it's like. Okay, but sure. like usually if that's the case and two actors wanted to do that, isn't it because your like on screen chemistry is really like poignant? But theirs isn't. I don't think it was like bad, but it wasn't like great. It's just mutual admiration. Yeah, it's like there's no better way to show that than well, like, that a does buddy not carry them very far. Yeah, so. no. I gave it a two. True. I mean, I gave it a two as well. I I think that Melissa. I, I think Clay is right. I think Melissa McCarthy really does like carry this movie. Um, yeah, she definitely does. It's interesting. Like she's she's good at acting. It's just that they made they almost made her like ad lib most of her lines, so she just swears a lot through it, and it's kind of not great to watch. And also, I don't think her physical comedy is that funny. It's just like, oh, she's an obese woman. 
and who's angry all the time. That's kind of like the character. I did think Dan uh, Chris Dan Bacadol yeah. as the um, as the did albino. You just compare Chris? <laughs> no, she's trying to. She do is trying Chris to do Farley. Chris Farley yeah. to a certain degree. Um, That's what it seems like. The guy who know, plays Chris the album didn't do it with the swearing though. No, no, he didn't swear. no, no, no. no he just swearing. his physical comedy yeah, was amazing for sure. Yeah, the guy who played the albino DEA agent was pretty funny. Yeah, where he makes his um, I like that joke. so high really quick. Yeah. One scene is I, I liked him. Uh, I just thought it was just kind of a waste of other people. Like you said, Marlon Wayans was in it. He's not funny in it. Taron Killam's not funny in it. I don't no. think he has this. Marlon Wayans doesn't have a single line directed towards like making the audience laugh. No, I, no, I, I don't. That's it, a waste. Neither does Taron Killam. Same like with Michael Rappaport. Yeah. And same with uh, Michael McDonald is not funny in it yeah. either. Um, I do like the young guy, uh, they keep, ar- uh, they keep arresting, I guess, but sometimes he's like not funny. Do you know what his, the actor's oh, name is? Name? Yeah. Spoken reasons. No. Wow. Ew. Uh, let's move on. Uh, that was a three from Clay and twos from Nick and I, uh, let's move on to hot fuzz actoring. Uh, Nick, why don't you start this one? I gave it a nice six um and there are some people i want to highlight steven merchant is always funny always uh, rafe spall yeah so yeah. his last name spall yeah. yeah he's great. so i didn't know his real name and i was like i think it's i think Ooh. initially Ooh, his just, dad his dad is the guy who plays wormtail I, I oh is that his dad yeah timothy yeah spall. they look alike yeah. uh i didn't know his name before so i put Raph still got, mr turner he got all the good genetics <laughs> yeah <that>. yeah he <laughs> really did jeez yeah. Uh, so I didn't really know his name before, and I just wrote Raft Stilts, and then I look back oh, and it's Rafe Spall. Uh, and then, um, uh, what's the actress from The Favorite? She's great. Olivia oh, Coleman. Olivia Coleman is Olivia so Coleman great. Is what a so great, great girl on girl action, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then the two leads, Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost. Nick Frost, Nick Frost yeah. are hilarious it's yeah. called the the this trilogy of movies the is called Cor- the cornetto cornetto, yeah. cornetto trilogy with edgar wright simon pegg and nick frost okay uh, sean of the dead this and right. world's end um yeah. all of those guys are great there are very yeah. few timothy dalton's also fantastic there are oh, very so few good. there are very few actors that are not amazing um i'm honestly struggling with why i didn't give this a seven i'm just gonna change it to seven yeah i'm gonna I, give I it a seven what are you giving it clay um i gave it a seven Okay. Uh, Didn't even have to convince me. I'm going to say that there's maybe one performance, but I think that it's also kind of what they were going for is um, Tim Messenger is the journalist. Oh, yeah. Like, he's super corny. Yeah, And it's kind of like some of it's hard to listen to, but like... The same time, I feel like that's what they were going for. But it plays into their exactly. reason for that's killing him at the end, exactly, where they're like, "Yeah, he's like, can't spell." <laughs> yeah, like, guys, an yeah, idiot. He's can't like, spell. He's just a tabloid writer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so that's, that's the reason you killed him. Then, Do you know like, that they did that? They thought when they put the like misspelled headlines, they on, thought it was going to be on the goofs on IMDb. I oh, think really? it still was. I yeah, think I think it ended yeah, up put it on there. That's like how dumb I'm. Yeah. So they thought that like they made a mistake when they were making a clear. That's awesome. But like literally they. They have Bill Nile, Peter Jackson makes a cameo. Kate Blanchett makes a cameo. Did you notice like, that um, she's the girl with the mask on who he breaks up his, with his when girlfriend. he goes in the very beginning? Oh my god, that's Kate. Yeah, Blanchett. and Peter Jackson is Father Christmas. Yeah, he's the guy the that guy stabs him. Oh, so dude. like Olivia Coleman, <laughs> director like, of the Lord of the Rings movie. Rory McCann, fucking the Hound. Oh yeah, yeah. like they have a lot Yarp. of people Yarp. that came Yarp. into this and are small. Timothy Dalton's fucking great. Oh, he's yeah, so great. So really like good. they have a lot of like 
big name actors. Some of them came in before it was like their kind of like heyday. Yeah, that's all. And then some of them came in like because they saw Shaun of the Dead and they're like, we want to work with these guys. Yeah. And they all, there's not one performance where I'm like, I don't think, and even for an action comedy, like comedy is really hard. Yeah. And they made it look really easy and they like, I feel like, Part of it is, you know, their you know, their filmmaking style, but a lot of it is just there's not really a dry performance in no. the whole crew. So I mean that, and then Simon Pegg as a writer, you can tell like how in touch with the script he is. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like he just cam. he knows every beat of the script. He's like perfect character. in the role, and it's yeah. like yeah. so different than a lot of the roles he's played too. Exactly. So I think I'm still going with a six. Uh, just because I think everyone, I, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think that you wanker. Um, uh, I think that everyone is great in it. Um, I don't think it's like the funniest performances. Like I, I just, I like hot fuzz a lot, but I don't think the performances themselves are what makes it that funny to me. Although I will say I, I absolutely love, um, the Andes, so you guys talked about Rafe's Ball, yeah. but I thought Patty uh, Considine uh, is the name of the actor. That guy is so funny with the thicker mustache. Yeah. Um, the way he talks about things, he just looks like such a little, he just looks like someone you want to punch in the face. Yeah. Um, I love that. I'm looking I, at one of those You kind of right? mentioned this, but uh, um, back in 2007, a lot of these English guys were like that guys in movies. There was like Martin Freeman. People didn't really know Martin right. Freeman unless yeah. you watched The, the Office. Office. Yeah. Um, there was uh, Steve Coogan, who we see in a lot of stuff, and then Bill Nye, um, who I, I love. Not Bill Nye, who we went through this the other day. Right. But I love Should be. that Should first it. scene is one of my favorite scenes of the movie when he goes in to um, talk to Martin Freeman. He's like, you want me to take this upstairs? Yeah. yeah. And then he goes to the next guy and they all do that. And he's like, just wait until the force hears this and turns around and they all have the like um, goodbye party <laughs> yeah. for him. I, that's like my favorite part of the like comedic acting. Really, this, uh, yeah, really well done scene. So that's sevens from uh, Clay and Nick, and a six from me. Let's right move on out. to our next category: eye candy. Ooh, um, I like you, you should. Yeah, start I'll this start one this one. Yeah. Um, let's start with uh, uh, Hot Fuzz. I will give it a six out of seven. I'm, I'm kind of, I might be convinced to go up to a seven because, Adam. because there aren't. A lot of comedies that use the visuals appropriately to be the funniest aspect mm-hmm. of the movie. And I think that's what Edgar Wright does the best, um, especially in editing. I mean, the editing is incredible. We, uh, If you watch that video every uh, from Every Frame of Painting, he does a part where he actually um, compares it to the heat where it's like, hey, how are you going to tell – that a cop goes um, from New York, gets transferred from New York to Boston. You could show it by her going on a bridge and like driving in her car, and you could show signs that say that it's a city, or you could do it the way they do in Hot have, Fuzz, and it's have like have everybody's shirt say Boston on it for the <laughs> yeah, next. Or, yeah, or yeah, or do that. You hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> but instead, he's like he shows a quick cuts of a bunch of stuff that's like funny, and it shows the tax, the different taxi signs. It shows how he's getting further and further away from civilization because of the bars on his phone. Um, it shows the different trains he's taking. Um, I really like that. Uh, I just think that he makes sure that every single frame of this movie is funny or is telling some part of the story. Um, one highlight, 
I, I really like the part when the camera spins around them and they say, you're a doctor, deal with it. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's like, it's definitely paying homage to Bad Boys 2, which, yeah. by the way, um, Nick Frost was told to um, watch 20 action comedy movies because his character's obsessed with action comedy movies. And they gave him a specific list of that. And then he just watched Bad Boys 2. And so that's why they reference it all the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I gave it a 6 out of 7. I could be convinced. Uh, Clay, what did you give it? I gave it a 7 out of yeah, 7. Of <laughs> um, I mean, it's not... It's unlike any other... Not even just action comedy, just comedy. Yeah. Um, so much of comedy relies on, like, whether it's the Judd Apatow movies, where it's, like, existing kind of celebrity of Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, these guys that, like, literally you see their fucking face on right. TV and you're already laughing. Yeah. And so a lot of these guys at the time were kind of unknown. Even Simon Pegg, you know, like we people had seen him and they were that guy as you referred right. to earlier. But this this movie and I think you can kind of break it down to the very first introductory scene where yeah. you quoted at the beginning of this podcast yeah. and the scene when they're watching the movies at his house when they're drunk yeah, and they splice it together with the guy. Um, I'm, I can't remember the developer's name who gets killed at his house right. and they're cutting mm-hmm. it so seamlessly back yeah. and forth. And it just seems like the same time and place, which is such a hard thing to do. Right. And it's like just so effortlessly. And it kind of, whether it's the first scene that kind of leads you on to how the rest of the film's going to be shot, right. how you're going to watch it. It kind of sets you up and trains your eye to being able to like keep up with the rest of the film. Right. And then versus this other film where this other scene where it kind of just kind of exemplifies how well, like not only Edgar Wright is in tune with whoever edited this. I'm honestly, I should have looked who edited his film. He probably, I imagine they work together a lot. Right. But, um, like, cause it takes so much shooting. You have to overshoot so much stuff to like, whether it's like opening the door, it's like a quick shot of his hand, quick shot of the door turning, quick shot, you know, of the door opening. And it, it's Chris like Dickens this, is his name. it happens like that. And it, but it's like somehow so visually appealing. Yeah. And so that obviously editing takes the cake and it, it is like a huge factor in this movie. And, um, like we said, Edgar Wright in his visual comedy. I mean, like he makes the mundane things when he's writing, when he's doing paperwork, which is when he went and talk, I'll talk about more more uh, originality. But, right, right. Uh, the paperwork. Yeah, aspect, the paperwork. Yeah. And like they're using like the mud, mug shot kind of as like scene transitions yeah. where it's like quick shots and like yeah. the camera sounds. Which is definitely and the really light creative. flash, which yeah. is really creative. And it, it kind of just, it gives life to certain scenes that are usually very kind of pragmatic or problematic for um, other directors, directors. Yeah. and stuff where it's right. like, how do we bypass this like really eventless kind of part? Right. Of which is movie? so clever on his part. Exactly. And yeah. he does it so well. But anyway, so I gave that, I gave that a seven. What about you, Nick? Yeah, Nick. I gave it a six. Yeah. Um, just like game, because I, I do agree that a lot of the comedy in the movie comes from, um, uh, comes from the way that scenes are laid out or cuts or just like funny shots. Like there's a shot um, where they're all like, you don't know why. And this, even just, this is just funny that you don't know why everyone just like eating cake in that, oh, yeah. in that one of the first scenes where, where yeah. Lieutenant Angel shows up and everyone's just eating cake all around. And until finally he's like, why is everyone eating cake? 
<laughs> and he's like, oh, because it's such a weird reason. And it's like, but there's this scene where someone's just like holding cake in front of his face as he's it's talking. Like, no, and the, thank you. There's yeah. something about the way that it's like how close it is to his face and the camera that's just like, and how long it's like hovers there that's funny. Yeah. There's just little things like that that add little bits of humor in addition to, I think the dialogue in the movie is also really funny. Yeah. Um, and I'm like a very dialogue centric person when, when I look for, for comedy in movies. So, um, I, I definitely understand without watching the video that you told me to watch like four, five, six times. Yeah. Um, and I never watched watch it. Did you even watch it? Yeah. I showed yeah, it. He showed it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Well, that's where I'm at. Another funny thing I think is the, the very quick, um, showing of the the swear box. Oh um, yeah, that was funny. You owe several euros. Clay. Me, yeah, for sure. Yeah, several. You fucking swear the whole time. Yeah, uh, that's one euro. Boom. Yeah, I think the only reason I several gave it a euros. six instead of a seven. I think like I love the editing, but there are the times party. that it's kind yeah. of obnoxious. Like it's almost too edited in certain scenes, and so it kind of like is bothersome to watch in certain parts. I think that's the only thing. But I still mm. I think this is more visually creative than any other comedy that's not an not an animated comedy. Yeah, and I think that's what he was talking about. Yeah. With yeah. The frame. Yeah. Like there's the part with the two Andes where the one he starts to walk off screen. Oh yeah, and the other one gets back and yeah. makes the face. Dude, I yeah. love that. And it's the same with the cake where he yeah. like enters it into the screen. Yeah. It's like he uses yeah. the frame of the camera so well. So well. Yeah. And, it's, and, and he uses it for like comedic appeal. And, and that's like that's like genius. Yeah. That's 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 like truly genius. So that was uh, six from Nick and me seven and me. a seven from Clay. Right. Ooh, see, Clay's on a roll. He might give all sevens like nope. Jimmy. We'll Wait. see. Oh, I did give a um, seven. Yeah. Let's do uh, eye candy <laughs> for the heat. I could do it really, I, really quickly. I'm going to give it a one. I don't think this movie – because we normally don't do eye candy um, – for uh, for comedy movies because the visual aspects of the movie, like a cinematography and editing and things like that, don't normally matter in a comedy. No. Um, I still think that you should be visually creative and use visual comedy. Yeah, you still have to try. Right. And I don't think that this movie tries at all. There's just no use of it at all. I think it completely relies on the script and ad-libs from um, Melissa McCarthy. Um and it kind of tells you, as you were saying earlier, it tells you visually where everything is and what's going on in a way that's like you're an idiot and you're reading this like a Wikipedia page. Like, hey, we're in Boston, so these people are going to be wearing Boston apparel. We're in New York, so there's going to be a Yankee thing in the background. Yeah. Or we're in Boston, we're in New York, let's do drone footage of where we're at so you know. Yeah. Like you've seen in every single movie, as you were saying earlier too. Because they could just get someone to go film that. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think the costuming is like absurdly lame. Yeah. Specifically, Melissa McCarthy's like divey, <laughs> yes, dive bar, it tough guy, certainly. homeless look no. with like fingerless badass, gloves. And, 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 and one. And a red the, the sweatband. And one sweatband. And the sweatband. Yeah, ew. Oh man, how much to yeah. sniff that? So I like. gave it a one as well, and I'm pretty sure that they bought all their costumes at Kohl's. Mm. Yeah, and that's like pretty. Or much... the dumpster behind. Oh, Kohl's. the dumpster behind. Yeah. Kohl's. <laughs> Ew. They got everything in like the the like uh, 
clearance <laughs> rack slash dumpster at Kohl's. Yeah, yeah it's even the clearance rack at Kohl's. It's not even like, like it's even so there's bad. no uh, effort. Like something I noticed at the end is the DEA jackets that Taryn Killam and the albino guy are wearing look like they were bought at a like purchased at a cost. Yeah, so I dressed as Andy Dwyer one year for part from Parks and Rec and I bought the cheapest blue jacket and I taped FBI and yellow lettering and they couldn't hold a candle to that yeah. to that jacket that I had. It's like it was really just, everything was just so basic. Yeah, it's like really sad. And how... and I don't think and like he was saying with with uh comedies, it's not a necessity. Yeah, it doesn't for, need to be visually awesome. And it's and it's really tough pairing this against Hot Fuzz, right. which is the most but visually like at comedic. least get but your costumes no and Macy's. Effort. I mean, it's it's don't be going to Coles helicopter drone footage, and then it's just basic two shot, you know, over the shoulder, just like generic camera shots. But there's of even everything. Like a there's, movie. There's not even one like. I don't even think I remember a tracking shot no. or like anything in this film. I mean, it was basically just set the camera off, tell Melissa McCarthy yeah. to just sit there and, and just swear. go off. Yeah. And then everyone else was just like, okay, well, now let's turn it around and let's get Sandra Bullock's lame ass saying something <laughs> about. <laughs> I mean, you like, could even be, there's other movies like The Other Guys that I was talking about is very similar to The Heat. There's like a really cool visual scene in that where like uh, Mark Wahlberg gets Will Ferrell drunk and it's like all freeze frame kind of like photos, but it looks like um, uh, whatever that. Uh, there was that challenge or whatever where everyone like is the mannequin challenge. Oh yeah, it looks yeah. like that, but bullets are flying in the yeah. air. Like visually looked awesome, and yeah. that's just because Adam McKay. They did is that the in boss. the very opening scene where there was the SWAT guys pulling up. Oh and yeah, they had the random. Oh yeah, kind of. With, but that yeah, was like pictures musical, of it. Yeah, the, the music soundtrack. Oh yeah, funky was music was cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the music in the heat is bad. The costumes are bad. There's nothing yeah, like visually nothing exciting visually... about it. Did we all yeah. give it one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So originality, I think that goes. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. move on to originality. Clay, why don't you start it off? We're, originality. We're just talking about the creativeness of a movie, um, especially with the comedy. Did it need to be made? And does it stand out in the genre? Let's just do the heat. Yeah, everyone gave it a one. one. Yeah, everyone we all gave it a one. Everyone gave it a one. Yeah. Did it need to be made? No. Okay, no. cool. Yeah. Moving on. But seriously, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, we could just... I mean, it's just like... If you tried to explain this movie to another person, it's... It's a Unlikable without... professional co- uh, federal agent moves to Boston and works with more unlikable cop and takes down drug lord. Boom. Yeah. That's a comedy. It's That's a parody like, without realizing it's a parody. Yeah. yeah it's too and much. And it could have. Like if we were gonna if we were gonna facelift it. Oh, I did want to put, bring up one thing. Yeah. This is where it would this is like the category would go in. Like just make it more original. Make it more like a parody. Yeah, and make then it you've funny. Got, parody, yeah. Make it yeah, make it funny. And then make you've got potentially kind of a funny movie, but you don't. There are just far too many of these cop movies for it to, buddy cop movies for this to stand out in any way. And no. I and another thing is like they say Typical lines from buddy cop movies like, I think we may have gone off on the wrong foot. That's in every single buddy cop yeah, movie that's right. not hot fuzz. It's yeah. super dumb. Or they talk about who's going to take the lead. You said that. This, they, they overplay Everything. the shit out. Yeah, they talk so about that. Yeah, you guys are right. We should like it's like the worst was the parking joke 
Oh my god! Where like oh she couldn't god. find her parking spot and she got outplayed by Sandra Bullock for her parking, and then she like keys the car, or she yeah. breaks the rearview mirror of the car, and then she's like going around the city looking for. I'm like, get done just with get the parking. Rid- just yeah, this isn't it. funny. It's like, just not original. Like, turn on your siren or something while you're at it and just overtake one. Yeah, or, so dumb. Like, all right, ones from all of us. Yeah. We're we're brutal. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to hot we're fuzz originality. Honest. Clay, you love this movie. Let's hear some uh, originality takes about. Um, so originality, I gave it a six. Okay, it is at its core still a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say that I don't know I if I can think of another British buddy cop movie. I will say one of the most original things about it though is the juxtaposition of the two main characters and the way they kind of present it in that, um, yeah, we have the by the book cop who's, you know, kind of gets himself in a fish out of water scenario, which isn't totally unfamiliar. I do like the way they bring in Danny's character, uh, Nick Frost and where he's like, wants to be like this badass like, guns blazing cop he watches but doesn't comedy, really yeah. actually even know how to do basic police work right yeah. um and yeah. he um you know he's watching these bad boys too which you know it just so happens this movie turns in to, to bad, bad boys, boys too yeah. at the very end right. and so i think like the way they integrate those movies and like old stereotypes of these movies into this setting is pretty unique yeah and also there's a lot of things like we were talking about the editing and stuff the way they represent paperwork and doing paperwork in this is like really unique because like when they they said they did a lot of they nick uh not simon Pegg and edgar wright spent i saw like 18 months writing this yeah and they did a shit ton of Of research and research like going to like different um you know police academies or whatever police for I, it's not the force, it's the service. Yeah, the service. Yeah, this. that's right. Um, force sounds was, too aggressive. It's too aggressive, right. exactly. And they said the main thing that being a policeman is is doing paperwork. Right. And that plays a pretty like pivotal part in this film. Not just the like action of doing like paperwork, but like when it comes with his paper notebook and putting it in his like chest pocket and like that becomes like huge yeah he know, says this is gonna save and it's gonna save him and then thing, and like, yeah. yeah exactly so it's a huge callback and uh you know it's like you know it's a very like um rural british town um i don't personally know very much about you know rural, rural england Britain yeah or england and so i i just thought that they're they made a pretty original they script love Boris Johnson. out of That's a very unoriginal <laughs> topic Right. So I think that it's like with looking at within the scope of the genre, I thought it was, you know, obviously it's hard to give something like that a seven, but I would say it was a six in terms of what they did with the final product. That's fair. What did you Hmm. think, Nick? I gave it a four. Oh, okay. Because of what you just said. I think it's a very uh, original take. Uh, It's Actually, I don't think it's that original of a take. I think it's just a very well executed... um, parody of a uh, a genre that's just like like beaten into the ground for sure yeah and it's it's just really well executed so where i think this movie excels are all of the other categories that we're talking about yeah i don't necessarily think it's like super original however it did need to be made because it's it's hilarious it's a fantastic movie um so that's kind of where i stand on it yeah i gave it a five um i just think um 
I, th- I think there are too many of these like parody cop movies. Like I, I really love the movie Loaded Weapon, which is like mostly making mm. fun of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. But there are a lot of parody cop movies. Right. Na- the Naked Gun movies are parodies. Right. Um, I do like the subversion of the genre. I think that all the comedy is really thought out and it doesn't really slow down. What I love about this movie, what brings it above average for me, is that I really think that th- they change the what the movie is about constantly and it's and it's funny so yeah. at first it's just super cop who's making everyone look stupid and then it's super cop in a small town where no one really abides by much of the laws or anything like that they just don't care and then it's like super cop takes on this murder mystery and then it becomes like action movie where he's like shooting against yeah. everyone mm-hmm. i think like what's really fun on horseback yeah yes yeah, <laughs> on horseback and then in the very final scene i thought Whoa. it was like insanely clever and hilarious to have him shooting a bunch of like old people with like big ass guns Dude, and when stuff. he flies over that fence and like front kicks that grandma <laughs> oh my god it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like a hilariously uh, ever changing going movie. down like that. Is oh, it's great. So funny. I yeah. love seeing an old person get beat up. Yeah. Uh, no, it's at all. We love when old they people just fall. Decaffeinate old decaffeinate, people. Yeah. Decaffeinate. Yeah. What do you mean decaffeinated? Where yeah. he's like, <laughs> uh, that seems so good. That I thought was a really original thing where he's like, when <laughs> he's like, just wakes up and he's like, what? <gasps> Whoa, what do you mean decaffeinated? Yeah. And, then boom. and then I went back and I was like, did he say decaffeinated? Yeah, and then it's like straight cut to heads just yeah. sitting on <laughs> like, Oh, oh God. we meant decaffeinated. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Like, it is really clever in the way that it uses like hardcore violence in its comedy. It's almost like Quentin Tarantino esque in yeah. that way. So I, I really I like that. I think that's what I was saying. I think the originality of the movie is just how. Um, how it's, ridiculous it is no how the 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 visual medium is used to yeah. to be right. funny i, I yeah. think that my right. why i put it so high was it's yeah seamless blending of different genres yeah so yeah. it's comedy it's action for sure it's yeah. slasher yeah honestly i didn't even think about it. i yeah, read like it in an Dread. article yeah. online and i was like wow that really is a slash yeah film. It definitely like, like there's just gnarly violence yeah and oh, it's the like pruning shears yeah, like right into her shear, yeah throat. so it's yeah. like and it all seems i don't know about believable but it's like relative to the story and it right. seems like it's absolutely believable in within this world and yeah it's like, yeah so yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's I'm pretty only, close. I'd say, yeah. I'm pretty close to giving it a six I already told you I'm very, I'm very, you know, yeah. biased because of this. No, I mean, I, I think that's a fair point. I'm glad you explained it. Let's do our last category. Um, we're going to do quotability and rewatchability because we think that comedies should be um, quotable in the sense that they kind of um, infect your conversations with your friends and family that you want to requote them and they should be rewatchable. I don't think every movie needs to be rewatchable, but a good comedy should make you leave the theater or leave your watching experience and be like, fuck, I can't wait to watch that again. So I can remember these quotes, right? Like I saw Deadpool too. And I walked out of the theater and I was like, man, I really need to rewatch this. I, I think most of those quotes went right past my head. <laughs> uh, let's actually start with the heat for that. Um, we'll do uh, quotability and rewatchability for the heat. Yeah, I um, gave it a I gave it a three. Yeah. Um, I actually think that there are quite a few, not quite a few, but there are there are plenty of lines in this that are more or less quotable. Um, I didn't write any of them down though. Oh shit! I have some. Okay. 
So why did you, you get? One of, I'm gonna lean one, on you guys for that. I so I gave it a two. Okay. I thought it was like rewatchability. I would probably give it a one. Yes. yes. Quotability. I'd probably give it a three. So I'll settle at a two. Yeah. Um, like the one where it's like. When she walks in and there's the dog that's the sniffing dog that's just panning there. And she's like, oh, and thanks to you over there, loudest breather in the world. Yeah. That got me. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say it. The I whole talk- scene, that dog. Yeah. Like, I like that everyone there. here is like ashamed to laugh at any part of this movie. There was like, a thing where laughable. you laugh and then I look side to side at both you guys yeah. to make sure Classic you're laughing. Play look yeah. I'm like, as that. long as they're laughing, then yeah. that's okay. But um, the one where she's like, what are you doing over there? And he's like, I'm just doing my Sudoku. And like oh, yeah. that was like that got a little chuckle on me uh, when she first sees the albino guy and he steps out of the car and she's like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> the albino jokes. But I also also got way too. They did way yeah, too much. Yeah, it got with like it. A, we there don't. Was, there was a lot of. Well, like, we're not talking about legacy, but you could bring yeah, that up the now. Racist undertones and like the kind of shaming of like physical like. Deformations, um, deformations or whatever is pretty harsh in this it's like, yeah. like gonna really age lays, really poorly yeah. and it, it came out in like 2012 or 2013 it wasn't okay to make fun of albino people I mean, ever <laughs> I mean yeah. like the thing is I don't know yeah, I was saying so, like now we actually hound on them. I think my favorite line is still Biff's line that I said earlier yeah, yeah, that's that the only one, one I or wrote the, down the cat got one good look at your shitty fucking life and said fuck <laughs> 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 she's like so sad yeah. as she says it too uh, so there were, it's there my puppy I got him eight months ago. I call him Kevin Garnett. Oh, yeah. yeah that was, yeah, that was a good one. I'm going to buy you a dick sucker for Christmas so I don't have to do it no more. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. Or the, oh, my, what are those? And she says, stop it. They're my Spanx. They hold everything together. No. She goes, why? What's going to pop it out? No, the line where she goes, oh, <laughs> Shit, what, medically? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was funny. The Spank scene was just, just so uh, not funny. No, we could have put that in Just the line where I Melissa McCarthy says... I made an emphasis oh, to go I, to the bathroom. I forgot that. to talk about that in originality. Like, any movie that makes a joke about spanks is not so original. Bad. There's just, so many movies that, that do that. That scene, I just knew they were just like... Oh, yeah, you yeah. have a girl that's dressed in basically a garbage bag and she's, she's telling her this girl that's like well dressed that she needs to rip her Spanx off to be like sexy and I'm like you're no. wearing fingerless gloves <laughs> yeah. and a shirt that hasn't been washed in a decade and, and what's with are, the vests what's with the vests that she keeps wearing throughout the whole thing wear. So yeah, so I don't know what you guys this. are talking about. I gave it a one. Like yeah. I, don't, I think what I said Clay two. said. He's like rewatchability. I gave it a one. Quotability. I gave it three. Dude, I wrote down two quotes. <laughs> you guys wrote down maybe at combined like five quotes. But there so. was a scene where I was like, wait, is that because that he said he told her to do that? And you're like, I'm just here for the laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's> true. <laughs> so you weren't even taking you weren't even taking notes. On that. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I just don't. I don't think like I. None of these lines are like that funny in comparison to other comedies. And no. like I'm just I'm never rewatching this. And I it pains me that my mom loves this movie probably so much. I shout love- out to Shan Susick. Yeah, and Michelle. <laughs> and you Michelle. guys go fucking make I, a kid. I love that. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. That yeah. Your mom loves this movie. Oh, of yeah. course she does. She loves Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. And she was, and I could tell each scene that they were laughing. Yeah. At. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's add it up. Oh, I forgot to do. We didn't do quotability we rewatchability. Oh, that's right. Let's do hot fuzz. That's the best part. You loser. Yeah, I'm an idiot. What you an idiot. Loser. All right. Let's do, uh, Clay, why don't you start it off? Yarp. Quotability. Yeah. Yarp. Yarp. Yeah. Literally. It's infected 
every car. I, I think because of Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, exactly. Kevin. So our buddy Kevin. He won't that. even listen to this. He's um, a fucking loser. Yeah, but uh, that Gabe, 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 you got a mustache. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, no. You know, he's like, you got a milk mustache. And he's like, and then he doesn't catch the milk mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the one he's like, he's like, uh, there are more guns in the country than uh, than the city. He's like, everyone in them mums packing around here. He's like, oh, yeah, who's that? He's like, farmers. And who else? Farmers' mums. Farmers' mums. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, the anything with honestly Timothy he's Dalton. fuck ugly like the, he's yeah. like yeah. not because he's fuck ugly <laughs> he's like he's like why has he got his hat down over there he's because he's fuck ugly he's like yeah. what if he's hiding something yeah because he's fuck ugly <laughs> <laughs> prick <Exactly>. wanker <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, no, he's like, wanker. I kind of forgot <laughs> like, to talk about uh, one of my favorite editing scenes is when he first walks into the pub. And that's one of my favorite, when he sees all the underage drinkers. Oh, yeah. And he oh, goes, and he's, he's, like, he's like, what's your birthday? He's like, February 22nd. He's like, of what year? And he's like, every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Over the one where he's like, what's your birthday? Ah! <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's so good. Yeah. You want to be a big cop in a small city? Well, why don't you just fuck off the model village? <laughs> what makes Baseball. you think it was murder? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody tells me oh, nothing. It's got so Nobody many, tells so me nothing. So what I'm saying like, is, it's not only do they use the visual medium to give you so many laughs, they also have all of these of great, great quotes. Like the, he's like, Point Break or Bad Boys 2. He's like, which one do you think I prefer? He's like, no, I meant which one do we watch first? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that was great. Clearly, you've been watching too many movies. Yeah. And he goes, no, he, no, he hasn't. No, he, no, he hasn't. hasn't. <laughs> Trust me. No, he hasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I think it would be even more quotable if it wasn't an English movie. I think like maybe that kind of hurts it for us it as took Americans. Me, it took me like, like 10 some minutes Some of the phrases to, don't really to, work. Yeah, it took me like 10 minutes to get the, the accents and then like fully understand I just, them. I just honestly, I know that I wouldn't be able to quote it. It's like, it's like yeah. one of those things where you're like with your friends and you feel secure enough to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. But it's like, but you have right to there. do the accent. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's yeah. Tough. I mean, like a movie like uh, for our group of friends back home is like MacGruber. Yeah. I, we all quote at least like 15 quotes from yeah. MacGruber. And people like our friend Kevin, before he ever saw MacGruber, he just. Every time he heard one of those quotes, he just thought of us. So when he saw MacGruber, he even texted us. He was like, it was funny. I kind of liked it more when you guys said it. It's like I saw everything in the trailers. So that's like, like, yeah, right. He's like, I saw, um, yeah, I mean, I, I give it a six, uh, no, I give it a five for that reason. I was going to give it a, um, a four. Um, I think the five is how rewatchable it is. Like I want to keep rewatching it to find other visual clues and stuff. Um, I would say quoting wise, even though we like went through some quotes, it's not like there are a lot of comedies I quote. Like I'm, I'm constantly quoting an Ace Ventura or a Jim Carrey or a Mike Myers movie. Um, so it's just a little bit lower for me, but it's still above average. I I was going to ask that question because I gave it a seven, but on the basis of like how often, like myself or people around me quote it, then I would have brought it down to a six. Is it just yeah. Yarp though? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just how dull-minded we are. <laughs> Is it the extent of our like language barrier, even though it's the same? Well, I would mostly agree. I gave it a six. Yeah. Um, so you can just fuck on yeah. up the model <laughs> <There you> village. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. 
Yeah, I mean, I still think it's slightly above average. I think there's just like a lot. I quote a lot of comedies, and I, I just besides Yarp and Narp, like which I quote daily. Mm-hmm. Like, and you probably didn't even realize I was no, quoting I didn't. that for a long time. I didn't realize you were quoting. But Hot I switched Buzz. to Yabo, um, but uh, yeah, right. yeah, so sick, sick. dude. So, yeah. um, so let's add them up. Uh, why don't you guys do yours first? Because I forgot. Uh, my total for the heat is a paltry nine. Yeah. And mine uh, is... my total for hot fuzz is 28. I'm a 34 for hot fuzz. For the heat, I am. Yeah, I'm 28 as well for hot fuzz. Oh, look and at us. We're cute. I'm eight for the heat. For <laughs> the heat, I am. Uh, I think I'm worse than you guys. Yeah, I'm seven. Nine, eight, wow, seven. that is really bad. Uh, so uh, our total for Hot Fuzz is 90. Out of 105? Out of That's 105, great. Which yeah. is yeah. real, good real comedy. good. Yeah. Good and comedy. And yeah. our total... Really <laughs> oh, jeez. Eight. <laughs> What's eight times three, guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, 24. 24. Just give it a 12. 20. <laughs> is it 24? <laughs> it's 24. Jeez, guys. I told you I, I don't know math. I was just I was just saying that to buy time so I can oh, add God. these up. It's twenty four. Okay. Out of hundred and five. So the heat is now our worst movie, I think. Is it really? Yeah, oh, it has tough. to beat Noel. Because I gave it a I gave it a seven. I gave Noel like a nine. Oh, but that's tough because we only had the two of us for that. And one. also yeah. I'm, I'm thinking oh, about true. your past ones. No, this is like, lower. I'd for sure rate Suicide Squad lower than um, I would rate the heat. Yeah. So that's I like would the one too, thing that I would but say. it's Fair it's enough. the difference it's is how we the break genre, yeah. Yeah. the genre. Yeah. And it's based off of the categories, how we split them up is how we do this. And so like, yeah, you know, also as a they're arbitrary and only exist for us to have conversations. Right. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to our accolade section then. Do we have an MVP for these movies? Sandra Bullock. Just kidding. She's oh terrible. And That's it's my sad. LVP. Yeah, she was really she's really bad. Easily LVP. Or just I think the MVP is Edgar Wright. It's Edgar Wright yeah. and Simon Pegg. Simon yeah, Pegg. Simon Pegg. Because Simon they, Pegg's they my co, MVP. They co-wrote this. Yeah. And this was the first. It's after they had Shaun of the Dead, this was, they basically, the studio gave them total creative freedom yeah to write and And do whatever they wanted to make after that movie and then this movie ended up making like something like 70 million yeah it did really well so it kind of proved him as both of them as not only like a fairly bona fide movie star right and then as edgar wright as like a director that can be trusted with a substantial budget and to meet to make something like, like Scott Pilgrim versus like, the world yeah, and Ant-Man yeah. at first. It's like, I mean, like he's kind of like one of those guys, like, you know, like a, not obviously quite to the extent, but like a Wes Anderson where it's like, they have their niche and it not only is the niche like unique, but it's also financially viable and successful. And it's like, right. which is pretty much everything. If you're going to be a, like yeah. a longstanding, you know, director in Hollywood. So I right. totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both of them are great. Uh, Simon Pegg was my MVP. I think, personally. yeah. Cause I think that his, he's just like, his performance is like perfect in this. And it's so different than a lot of what he's done that I just thought it was yeah. awesome. Dude, when he comes in and skids the bike and looks at the camera. And <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love it. Um, this is a question that Clay would get because he appreciates him. But would either of these movies be better with Justin Long in it? The Definitely heat, the Heat. The Heat would be for sure. Put Justin Long in anything, and he's great. If Justin Long was the guy with the like braces a, and hot fuzz oh, that doesn't great. know how to answer, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would be love better. that. That in the Heat for sure. 
Oh yeah, I if want any, him. In any of the male roles except for Demi and Bishar. Yeah, because he if can't you, talk like him. If you don't appreciate Justin Long, just watch Zach and Miri make a porno in Strange Wilderness, and you will lo- yes. love him forever. So He's funny. amazing. Yeah. So it's um, do you have like a favorite scene um, for Hot Fuzz? Like uh, overall. I think it's either the beginning scene or um, maybe the scene when he first enters the pub. Yeah. Because I think it kind of exemplifies all the either the I like directing the, or acting. <laughs> I like the gun room with Professor Filch in the mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty That's good. like yeah. my favorite scene in this, I they think. They use like the yeah. Dutch angle of like, yeah. the film, like tilting. and. I already said mine. <laughs> I mean, mine is the Martin Freeman scene where he's like meeting with them oh, yeah, and they're like yeah. telling him he's got to go. Oh, away. yeah. Uh, dude, I really want that DVD collection closet. Do we do I could t- if I could oh, turn yeah. my closet. I could technically, but you DVDs could. are almost dead. Um, do you guys have a worse scene? Do we do LVP? Yeah, LVP. I thought we said was Sandra. Yeah, just all oh, just yeah, Sandra that's right. across yeah. the board. Do you guys have like a least favorite scene from the Heat? A least favorite scene from Alphas, the Heat. I guess the drunk dancing scene went on for far too. Oh, it was yeah. so long. Yeah. I mean, it was funny in the morning when she lifts up the one guy's uh, the the head, thinking it's most. But that McCarthy, was like just a shout out after that. Yeah, was almost after the whole other. Yeah, scene. but that would have been funny with hard. like half it, this that was scene. Them dancing at a twenty four hour bar. It <laughs> even has like a meta <laughs> moment where a guy in the bar is like, "Stop, stop yeah. playing this song yeah. and dancing," and she's so like, eh, "And then they do it yeah. anyways," and it's like, "Yeah, dude, no." Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys any have any more special questions for this accolade section? Mm. I'll do uh, Gabe's movie minute yeah. really quickly. I got two um, pleasant and empowering movies that uh, I recommend people see. Uh, we watched Jojo Rabbit yesterday. Oh, that yeah. was great. Or a couple days ago. A couple days ago. That's yeah. a good Taika Waititi movie. Um, it's just really enjoyable to watch. And if you're thinking that it's going to be like, what did you say earlier? Like, was it? Um, well, just one of my coworkers who's Jewish said that it was. But I mean, I, yeah, I he said like offensive? as he said it was offensive. It's an anti-hate movie. It's like actively making fun of every part of Hitler's regime. Hey guys, I gotta uh, go work with this guy. Yeah, fuck this guy. Days. So let's let's. Uh, if you want another powerful, um, pleasant, empowering <laughs> movie, uh, watch A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the one about uh, Fred Rogers with that Tom Hanks. Sad. It's no, it's not sad at all. It's it's really but like it's happy, really nice. sad. Like yeah, I'm crying either way. You won't really cry. I think it's like just a nice movie. Okay. Um, I have a recommendation, which is now streaming on Amazon. If you haven't seen it, mm. and you love cinematography. Uh, watch uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's a great mm. movie. It's really entertaining. I think you'll like it a lot. Um, do you guys have any recommendations based on the movies we watch? Point Break, Bad Boys, yeah. Bad, Bad Boys, Boys Two, too. Yeah. <laughs> action comedies. Edgar Wright, if you like this movie, you like most of Edgar Wright's movies. Um, I, Tropic Thunder. I, I recommend that people rewatch Observe Scott Pilgrim versus the World because yes. it's yes. way better great on a movie. rewatch. It's a yeah. great movie. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's my so second favorite Edgar yeah. Wright movie. No, it's now. really good. Yeah. I yeah. honestly, I'd like it probably more than like um, Baby Driver. I like Baby Driver, like, but it was like disappointing. Yeah, but, it's a little bit better. Yeah. After. Um, I, me and you loved Baby Driver when yeah. we first saw it. Observe and um, Report is a good action oh, comedy. Great one. We're going to do that at some point. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, action comedy, I'm just thinking, and it's kind of like parody too. It's Tropic Thunder. That's just oh, like everyone's so saying yeah. that. Though. Yeah, we so got to like, find a way to do Tropic it's, Thunder. It's, it's tough so to good. compare to other movies, but I'm just Comedic thinking, war movie? Maybe we could do like Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, and, uh, with that. Uh, part two. Uh, yeah, Part, part two. two. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. I recommend everyone go. And watch. 
I recommend everyone go watch that Every Frame of Painting uh, video online. I'll watch it. Nick. They have a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he does a lot Edgar of good stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, we are at Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. Twitter.com slash FacingOffPod. Just look up Facing Off. Uh, and then you can email us. We got a few emails from our friends. If you're not our friend, please email us. Like we, we want to hear some stuff from you, especially if you want to rate these movies. That would be awesome. So uh, you can send us an email at facingoffpodcasts at gmail.com. Clay, do you want people following you on, uh, on no. Instagram? Okay, well, I'll tag yeah. you so you guys can follow <laughs> no, them. Don't, no, no, don't come no. anywhere near Just me. Email us. Tell guests to hold the microphone closer to their mouth because Gabe is constantly. <laughs> well, you you just kept moving it down. My voice uh, is so loud. Your voice though. sounds great. Wanna... Your voice sounded great. Um, it, we don't know it's what we're there. doing. Cut. We don't know what we're doing next week yet. Um, but we'll uh, figure it out. We'll figure it out. You guys got to send off Clay. Send off. Send off. Um, thanks for uh, taking my ass down here, Brittany. Yeah, I love you. Thank you, Brittany. Good girl. Yeah. Playtime's over. Playtime's <laughs> Yarp. <laughs> <laughs>